TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. All right, welcome in to the Score North AL Central Champs hoping to defend their crown and just signed Josh Donaldson Twin Show. Special episode for you today. Derek Wetmore and Phil Mackey with you. And coming up, we've got an interview with special guest Joseph Patrick Maurer for some of the charity work that he's doing now. And we also caught up with him on Josh Donaldson and the controversies in Major League Baseball right now. Fascinating stuff with Joe. But, Phil, with you, I wanted to do a couple minutes on Donaldson because you and I, yes. other than uh, some hectic planning on the phone the night that it went down, we haven't actually talked about this yet. And it's the biggest free agent signing in Twins franchise history. I was, a, I was a bad friend the other night because I had dinner on the books with a couple of my friends, one who I hadn't seen in like two years. And we went to a nice little steak dinner on the calendar. And uh, so my friend I haven't seen in two years really doesn't care about sports or baseball that much. But my other friend does. Yeah. And <laughs> sitting there, he shows me, he goes, holy bleep, shows me his phone. This is happening. Yep, that's a verified Mark Feinsand account. Josh from I believe, MLB.com. Yes. And I ignored my friends for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. While I hopped on Twitter. Sorry, I got to do a twins minute. It's unbelievable. I mean, let's just start with Josh Donaldson takes an already great offense that broke the home run record last year and makes it better, significantly needle-movingly better, if they keep everyone else intact and Byron Buxton comes back. I think he takes this offseason from like a C- minus where, okay, they, they, th- they added a couple pitchers that, like Homer Bailey's not going to do anything that Kyle Gibson didn't, and Rich Hill's great, but he's 40, and he's not going to play until July, and that's a big question mark. I mean, it was... A C- minus at best up until this point. It's an A for me right now. Josh Donaldson is a badass baseball player. He brings elite bat and glove to the Twins. Not going to say that he's going to be elite in those categories in like three years from now, but I don't care about that. We can talk about the contract. He also brings something I think the Twins thought they've had a couple times against the Yankees, but mostly have just lacked since 2003, the first time they got beat by the Yankees in the playoffs. There's a human element swagger confidence factor here that I love, and I don't know if it gets them a, an extra win against the Yankees, or I don't know I don't know what it adds up to, but I know that having Josh Donaldson's bat, glove, and swagger on your team is good for the Twins yes. <laughs> for at least the next three years, and then if the contract gets bad after that, whatever. Like you have to be aggressive, and you have to be willing to, like we said last week on this hot stove show, you have to be willing to lose the contract or lose the trade in the long term to get what you want out of 2020 and 21. 80 grade bat, 75 glove, 80 swagger, is that what you're oh, going my, for? Might even be your scouting We report? might even have broke the 2080 scale <laughs> on swagger for Josh Donaldson. I do think there is something to the hey, we're stars, we're big leaguers, let's go do this. I do think that unlike years past, last year's Twins team had that. Nelson Cruz has that in spades without being like without coming across as cocky, you know, because that's apparently a turnoff for some people. Like Nelson Cruz isn't doubting whether he's going to get bat yeah. to ball in the bottom of the eighth of a tight game with runners on. There's no part of him that goes up there and thinks, "Well, gosh, that guy's pretty good out there on the mound." Nelson Cruz is like, "Come inside, see what happens." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Josh Donaldson has that too, so that's a plus. And I wanted to echo what you said. I'm 
spinning a five thoughts on this on not not Josh Donaldson himself, but what are the ripple effects of signing a star third baseman like Josh Donaldson? One of them is you take an offense and you raise its ceiling and its floor. They hit 307 bombas last year. I don't think they'll hit 307 this year, but who knows? Yeah, probably more like 407. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Like <laughs> part of it depends on the baseball. We'll see how that all shakes out. But um, I was asking you before the show too, how many runs the Twins score last year? Because I know it was in the 900s. Yeah, and that's elite. They took an offense that was already elite at scoring runs, and I think it's going to be better. 939 runs. Better on paper, I should say. Like, are they going to score 940 this year? I'm not sure. It's Part of it depends on the run-scoring environment and some of the pitching they get to face. Luck plays into it, too, and weather and all this stuff. I can't project this, but I can tell you that on paper, when you look at the bats that they have now, it's a better offense than it was last year at the start of the season, and last year they were great. And they might, there's going to be injuries, you're not going to keep all nine guys healthy all year, but then the the wild card here too is you've got some bats that are ready to pop at some point in 2020 in the minor leagues, the Alex Kirloffs, Trevor Larnick, Brent Rooker, Royce Lewis was fantastic in the fall league, but I do, you and I are, it sounds like in universal agreement, this is a great signing, right? The the signing itself is an A, easily, slam dunk. But I do want to address... There's a huge segment of Twins fans that, rightfully so, is still wondering about pitching. And I would say two things to the does Josh Donaldson pitch crowd. Cause, like, that's, Do you think he could? I feel like he probably could if you asked him to. I mean, not like super well. I mean, he's he's thought enough about and reworked his baseball, or his uh, hitting mechanics. I think he could probably go and do some like biomechanical yeah, I just reading mean, on Google or something. He's a great out, athlete. <laughs> he could probably figure arm. out how to throw 95 miles an hour. All right, well, we might be stretching here a little bit. We'll see. But two two things. I would start with the fact that baseball is about run creation and run prevention. And and I think sometimes we boil it we boil it down too much to, well, the Twins have a good offense, so now you need to improve the pitching. And yeah, yes, the, the pitching needs to be improved. But if we think of it from a standpoint of run creation and run prevention, well, you've already been great at run creation and now you're better. And there's no, there's not necessarily like a limit on if you can keep adding better and better run creators to your lineup, and now instead of averaging five runs, you average six or seven, it allows you more leeway to not be great at pitching or run prevention necessarily. But that's the best part about Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Not only does he help you in run creation, he helps you with run prevention by replacing Miguel Sano at third base. According to fan graphs, Last year, Josh Donaldson played a full season, basically, with the Atlanta Braves, and Miguel Sano played only a partial season at third base. Even with that, Josh Donaldson was worth 20 more runs defensively, alone, with his glove, alone, at third base, than Miguel Sano. If you were to put Miguel Sano at third base for a full season up against Josh Donaldson at third base, you'd be talking about 25 to 30 extra runs saved by Josh Donaldson. So... He helps your pitchers by scooping some of those ground balls. You watch Miguel Sano go to his left, some of those ground balls that are hit between shortstop and third base. Yeah. Those get through for hits. You watch some of these balls down the line. Miguel Sano has a, a rocket for an arm, but he's a semi-truck when he's trying to accelerate and turn and make some of those nimble plays. Josh Donaldson is a gazelle at third base. I don't think he's going to be that way when he's 36, 37, but he is still that way when he's 34 years old. Let me pick these apart because you've touched on basically my whole column here, so Great. thank you. Great, awesome. So that's, that's been the score on our twin We're show. Done we'll here, get yeah. to Joe Mauer <laughs> right now. We're done here. Uh, I, I, we'll go rapid fire because I don't want to keep people from 
Joe, for too much longer just to hear our yakin faces. But Miguel Sano moving to first base. Your thoughts? To be determined defensively. Yeah, okay. But offensively, he's an upgrade over C.J. Crone. And Josh Donaldson is an upgrade over Miguel Sano defensively and offensively. So if it's C.J. Crone, total package at first base, Miguel Sano, total package at third, and I move C.J. Crone out and replace with Donaldson at third, I think the water level goes up significantly. I think so, Even too. if Sano is a little bit of a train wreck at first base, like that's the position that you would be more okay with some train wreck. As long as he's... What I would worry about is if you haven't played that position very much, you're going to have to bail out Jorge Polanco and and even Josh Donaldson. There's going to be some, some tough throws. throws to scoop. Yeah. Can, can he bail out? If, if he can become great at scooping bad throws, that's all I really care about. Yeah, and then you got a borderline star first baseman on your hands, even for a position that demands more of the bat. On a team-friendly contract now. Yeah, life is good. This front, this front office, one more side street here, okay? Go ahead. Because... We've been saying on this show and on Mackie and Jeb with Rami, this front office is different. This front office is not the Terry Ryan front office, which, by the way, that front office was great for, for 10 years, and they built a 90-win a, a team on a regular basis. But this front office has been taking $100 million swings for three years. You Darvish, Shohei Otani, they were in on the bidding there. In fact, I, I, that wasn't a $100 million swing, but I believe the Twins actually – offered the most money to Shohei Otani because they could in the international signing pool and he chose he wanted to play in California. So I mean that that that's life. That happens. Yep. Can't move the franchise to California overnight. Yep. Zach Wheeler, they offered a bunch of money to. Madison Bumgarner, they reportedly offered a bunch of money to. They've been taking swings and I just I've hated this narrative that that there's some sort of evil malicious behavior happening behind the scenes at Target Field where they put out fake offers and leaked the reports to the Star Tribune and Doogie from Five Eyewitness News, and they're really just sitting back there, the evil Polads and and Falvine trying to pull the wool over fans' eyes. Like, no, these guys are legitimately making this franchise one of the best in baseball behind the scenes, with behind the scenes hires, with scouting. You don't just you don't just see a jump with Mitch Garver and Jorge Polanco and Max Kepler by accident. There's all kinds of things that are happening behind the scenes that you and I can only guess at some of them. Yeah. And they've been, on top of that, taking big swings in free agency and whiffing in part because they're not the Dodgers. They're not the Yankees. They're not always going to have the best offer, and they're not always going to have the best place to live. And so what I love about this signing is it's sort of, like not to sit on a soapbox, but it's sort of, quiets that crowd that has incorrectly in my mind just lumped in this front office with well it's the same old classic twins like no what's happening these last three years is very very different yeah I've had some blowback on you know positive twins takes over the last 12 months which I know positive twins takes have been really hard to come by for a team that won 101 games set a major league How home dare run record you be positive. and won manager of the year like I get that it's really hard to hunt and find some of these stories but one of the things is, it's like, well, nothing ever changes. They're in the low-rent district. They've been trying this kind of move for 25 years or whatever, whatever. And I sit here and I think, the person you're mad at was fired and replaced. Then all of that angst, I know that you can't just, like, human, you can't just flush it. But the person that you're mad at doesn't work there anymore unless you're mad at Jim Polad sure I get what you're saying in which case I think this shows you 
Are they? Are they okay? Are they going to have multiple one hundred million dollar contracts on their books? Just economically speaking, maybe. Probably not a lot of them. No, probably not. They have one right now. Yep. I wouldn't be shocked if at some point you saw one of the like an internal guy got up over a hundred. Like if Max Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco just signed. Like if at some point Royce Lewis became one of those guys in a few years. But the Jim Polad thing to me is. I think I think it's been the front office that has pumped the brakes on some of these. Like they clearly had a hundred million dollars burning a hole in their pocket that they wanted to spend on somebody, and they pivoted from pitching over to Josh Donaldson. Probably last year too. Yes, they did. I mean, the U Darvish thing from a couple years ago. They've had the green light to do this. Now, from a total payroll perspective, are they going to have the green light to spend on total payroll what the Yankees and the Red Sox and go look at like the top five or six markets in baseball? From a total team payroll standpoint, they're always going to be between like 10th and 20th, depending on the ebbs and the flows. Mm. Just because, like any owner in baseball, they're not looking to take a financial loss year after year. If we want to debate whether billionaires should be actively looking to take a financial loss or not, that's great. Like, I think sometimes, for the good of the fan base, for the good of the team, like the Tigers did for a few years, you should just be willing to lose like 20 or $30 million dollars for a championship. Because it's a rounding error. Yeah. But I think the fact that ownership has greenlit big contracts in free agency is a huge step forward here, this front office and this ownership group. Yes. They, they've deserved Look, a lot of criticism in years past, but they deserve to be applauded for this move. Um, so why don't you step on down off your soapbox? Sorry, I I, that, got, that got windy there. One <laughs> final question for you about baseball and Josh Donaldson and its impact on the 2020 Twins. Um, my hot take is... I think Jorge Polanco is going to have a lot better year with the glove this year. Okay. I think part of it is because Josh Donaldson is there, and it's sort of an anchor. Like, Sano and, and Polanco are buddies. They grew up together. I've written about that um, for a website formerly known as 1500ESPN.com, now scorenorth.com. They are buddies who grew up within you know a stone's throw of each other in the Dominican Republic. However, they probably are both aware of each other's limitations defensively, right? I mean, that's fair to say. Like, even if even if you're best friends with somebody and you you go to battle with them any day of the week and all that stuff, you can still be like, hey, there's a little deficiency here sort of a thing. I don't know if it's a spoken or whatever, but there is definitely a subconscious confidence that comes with knowing you've got a rock star playing yeah. right next to you. That's going to be part of it. The other thing, I don't know if you saw these uh, baseball savant metrics that came out this week. They just put up a few new categories for infield defense, outs above average and stuff like that. We've had outfield grading before. Now they're adding infield grading into it. I'll cut to the chase for listeners who haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it, Phil. Jorge Polanco is one of the worst rated shortstops in baseball last year. And so people who already believe he's a terrible shortstop have taken that to say, see, the numbers agree. He sucks. One of the best hitting shortstops. You know what's important to point out, though, too? He played all last year with a bad wheel. Bum ankle basically the whole season, and he never cried about it, so he never heard about it, but he played every single game, most of them with a terrible ankle, and then he had off-season surgery, and he's walking around in a boot and crutches. Like, you don't think that's going to hurt your OAA? And honestly, the fact that you have a plus-plus defender now at third base, like you're saying, and you've got a plus bat at shortstop. I'm okay. I, you're not going to get the perfect Francisco Lindor package at every single position. Right. You're going to have to make some sacrifices here and there. And if the Twins are going to have the best lineup in baseball, and it means that their first baseman's a little bit 
raw defensively, and their shortstop is going to be sort of below average and defensively. Their second baseman's a little bit of a question mark yeah, defensively. That, then I I can live with yeah, it, dude. I can I, live with it. My take isn't he's going to win a Gold Glove someday. So if he does, don't come back to this interview and say Wetmore was right. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I think he has a much better year this year than he had in 2019, and I think the water level of the Twins' infield defense and the pitching staff as a result yeah. rises. Boy, that's too much positivity. We should uh, we should really be a little bit more negative Gotta next week's episode, sides. man. So real quick, before we get to Joe Maurer, I just want to to take a second to thank the audience because this week is the one-year anniversary of Score North. It's, it's amazing how time flies. We launched Score Dude. North middle of January, January 15th, actually, of 2019, and we've just seen. We, we, I mean, I, I'll spare the details, but like we've seen amazing growth on the digital front. We've seen some great growth in the radio metrics that we care about, and and the the time slots that we measure. And it's thanks to you guys, hardcore listeners. A lot, a lot of you who have, have just been mashing the Scorner Twin Show. That was our anchor yeah. show. For five months last year, as we drove the Bomba bus, and Rami Makloff was part of that yeah, too. Yes. So I just, you know, long rambling message longer here. I just want to say a huge thank you to the audience. We have loved following along the Twins all season and off season with you. Hopefully, our our reckless speculation over the past few months was was sort of paid off with at least they they, they <laughs> yes. got somebody. That's right. They got somebody, and yes. it's just it's just been a blast. And the best thing you can do if you love Score North, if you love the Score North Twin Show. The best thing you can do is just tell a friend or five friends, hey, this is a thing. Uh, maybe maybe you've been over here at this option in terms of your sports listening or these options in terms of your sports podcasts. Just tell a friend or tell five friends that Score North exists, that we have a Score North app, and you can find all of our shows live and via podcast and the Score North Twin Show, obviously, that yeah, man. we love doing. No, so. it's so great. Whether you're one of those people who listens to one show silently, you know, once a week or once a month, whatever. That's awesome. We love that. If you're one of those people that's shouting us out on Twitter, at Phil Mackey, at Derek Wetmore, or if you're hitting me up on Facebook or on the newsletter, or if you are one of those people who's out spreading the word, telling your friends about the Score North AL Central champs hope to defend their crown and just sign Josh Donaldson Twins show, I just got to echo what Phil said. Sincere appreciation for year one of Score North and really looking forward to 2020. Hey there, it's Phil Mackey for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, and Federated is here to give business owners out there peace of mind. You pour your life and energy into a business, and the last thing you want is for something to happen that puts you on the defense, and that's where Federated comes in. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, over a century of experience in standing behind business owners. If you're a business owner and you want some more peace of mind, go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more about your local Federated Marketing Representative. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. All right, welcome back to the Score North. Well, the Score North first place twin show, Derek. The Score North just signed one of the best free agents in twin show, <laughs> in, in baseball <laughs> yeah. twin show. Anything else you'd like to add to that or maybe we can work well, on Well, AL later. Central champs and AL try Central. to defend the crown. Yep. Um, Joe Maurer is our guest here on the Score North twin show today. And Joe, before we dive into the signing of Josh Donaldson and teams banging on trash cans and things like that, uh, tell the audience about the 8th Annual Home Plate Gala that's coming up here on Saturday, January 25th. Yeah, well, guys, thanks first for uh, letting me come on and, and talk to you guys about Crescent Cove. Um, you know, obviously, we're big supporters of, uh, of Crescent Cove. Um, actually, it was kind of Harmon. Harmon started this 
um, the support with the Twins and kind of pass the torch uh, down to, to players like myself. And, um, you know, just it's just a great organization. It's, it's a children's respite and hospice home um, in Brooklyn Center, and it's only uh, the third of its kind here in the U.S. So uh, we're lucky to have a, a place like that for um, kids and their families to go to, uh, you know, in time of need. But um, we're kicking off their biggest fundraiser. It's the uh, eighth annual Home Plate Gala, as you mentioned, on Sunday or Saturday, January 25th at the St. Paul River Center. And uh, we're really excited to to try to raise uh, some money for uh, this special place. Yeah. Uh, so how did how did you what, what's what's your tie in here and um, and what was the tie in initially with Harmon Killebrew, Joe? Well, Harmon uh, is right at the top of my list uh, of favorite people. Um, just people. I mean, obviously, we know how great of a player he was, but um, the things that he did in the community. And, um, you know, just was a great example for younger players, uh, you know, such as myself to kind of follow in his footsteps. So he kind of introduced, uh, Crescent Cove to me at a, at a young age. And, um, you know, I've gotten more involved with it, with the group, uh, you know, in the past few years. But, um, like I said, I, uh, I love to talk Crescent Cove and, um, you know, kind of uh, get the word out about that place because it is so special. And, and the website, if, if listeners, if you're interested in tickets, tickets are on sale through this weekend through this saturday so um or through uh, through january 18th so through this weekend crescentcove.org slash home plate gala and it's at the saint paul river center saturday january 25th the eighth annual home plate gala so check out crescentcove.org slash home plate gala if you want tickets derek it's awesome joe thanks for doing this and yeah go ahead yeah, absolutely. I, I just want to add one more thing. You know, not just myself. Uh, the Twins will be heavily represented there. And, um, you know, guys like Tony Oliva, Jack Morris, uh, Paul Molitor, and a couple current Twins players, which I'm excited to, to kind of introduce, uh, you know, to the to the gala as well as Max Kepler and Randy Dobnik. So uh, thanks to those guys for coming out and supporting such a great cause. It's awesome, Joe. That's a great list. It's a great list. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I got a baseball question for you and for the audience here. Yeah. I, it's hard to believe it, Joel, but it's been a year. I, do you miss it? Yeah, parts, <laughs> parts of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it's crazy that it's been a year. You know, this year has gone by really fast for me, and um, you know, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of first uh, experiences. Uh, <laughs> You know, this past year, um, such as I, I went skiing for the first time. Wow, <laughs> nice! Uh, which was which was entertaining. Uh, it's definitely a lot harder than it looks, but um, had a lot of fun. But but yeah, you know, I, I'll always miss parts of the game. Um, I, I love to compete. Uh, I love the game of baseball, and um, you know, there's definitely things that I miss. But um, you know, it was it's been fun to uh, to be at home and, and spend some some quality time with the family. I feel like skiing is one of those activities that, like, when you're under contract in a professional sport, you don't even really risk it. I mean, it, it's just one of those activities. Yeah. How do you explain, I tore my ACL skiing uh, for, for for the first time when you're in the middle of your career? You probably don't explain that going into spring training. <laughs> well, that's, I think, one of the things that's definitely uh, very specific in everybody's contract. Uh, don't do skiing or anything <laughs> else that can get you hurt. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was... Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. You know, there's there's things you stay away from as a player for that uh, 
for that reason. And, uh, you know, now I, if I get hurt, it's just kind of uh, bad for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe Mauer is our guest here on the Score North Twin Show. And uh, you can go to, if you want tickets to the 8th Annual Home Plate Gala. I say gala. I think Joe says gala. I really don't know. Tomato, tomato. But it's it's yeah. for a great cause. CrescentCove.org slash Home Plate Gala. Tickets on sale through this upcoming weekend. So the Twins already broke the home run record last year and have an awesome lineup. And I think everyone into the offseason thought, well, if you could just add one more big-time starting pitcher, and they, they were you know they were in the mix for a couple of those big-time starting pitchers, but they pivot and they spend a bunch of money on Josh Donaldson, who was the MVP just a handful of years ago and had a bounce-back season last year after injury. They just added one of the best players in baseball to this lineup. He is 34 years old, but what, when you saw that news come down – uh, what, what can you tell us about Josh Donaldson from just your experiences around him, all-star games and whatnot, and, and what were your thoughts when you saw that come down? Well, it's it's exciting. You know, uh, a player of that caliber, you know, an MVP, and um, obviously I know what he can do on the field. And, um, you know, Twins fans should be excited. It, like you said, they, they added one of the best uh, players to an already uh, really good offense. So, um Josh Donaldson's one of those guys when you when you played against him uh, when he came to the plate uh, you kind of hope nobody's on and uh, that he can't hurt you too bad but um, yeah he's he's a heck of a talent and uh, I'm excited to uh, to see him in a Twins uniform. Joe, we haven't had a chance yet to rib our buddy uh, Perk um, Glenn Perkins who had a little bit of a run in with Josh Donaldson. Do you remember the incident at Target Field in question and uh, what what was your perspective on that whole deal? Well, I think Glenn will tell you he's one of the guys that that just kind of hurt him. <laughs> you know, he uh, he um, for whatever reason, you know, and that that's what happens. You know, obviously, you talk about Glenn, uh, you know, one of the better relievers of his time, and uh, you know, Josh Donaldson, one of the best offensive players too. And, and you know, they'll go head to head, and sometimes you know, a guy just has your number, and I, I think uh, that's one of the guys for Glenn, but. I don't know the inner workings of it. I just know that there were two competitors kind of going at it, and uh, you know that's 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 kind of where it was at. But uh, I'd love to hear Glenn's, uh, Glenn's side of that. Glenn, Glenn said so. I, it, I, he's told the story a couple times on on the show, and his I think what happened was Josh Donaldson hit like a four hundred seventy foot foul ball on one of those sliders down and in. That, I think it hit Dave St. Peter's office yeah. out there in left field, Joe. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> and his and, and Glenn's thought was no one no one can hit a I mean unless I hang it no one's gonna hit that pitch fair so I, 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 so he strikes him out on the next pitch and then chirps back something like uh, how far did your foul ball go <laughs> bleep bleep and Josh yeah, Donaldson oh, not one to just cower in that situation so <laughs> well and that's the thing I mean that's you know during that hole at bat and, and like you said when Glenn's out on the on the mound and you're facing you know one of the better offensive players in the league. I mean, there's there's a lot of emotion and you're a lot of focus, and it probably just kind of came out a little sideways. But um, you know, those two guys are competing in, in the heat of battle, and uh, you know that it happens. Yeah, I loved it. I yeah. I thought I thought it's exactly like the explanation. These two guys are big leaguers. Uh, there's a lot on the line here. Part of that competitive fire is why they're there, Joe, in the first place. But um, I got to ask you too about he's he is 33, going on 34. He's an in the big leagues, that's old. I mean, in, in real life, we know. But anyway, how hard is it, Joe, to keep 
playing at a high level, not so much with the bat, but I'm thinking defensively because Josh Donaldson has really made his name being a high-impact bat and a high-level defender. How challenging is that uh, for a big leaguer as you get into your 30s to keep at such a high level defensively? Well, it is. I I think it's just as you get older, um, just to keep yourself, your body ready to play every day. You know, in baseball, you you can go 20 days straight, uh, you know, playing. And, you know, those day games after night games can be uh, challenging, uh, you know, as you get a little older to to get out there. But, you know, he... um, you know, at 33 or whatever, I guess he came back on a, talking about Donaldson, he came back and, and had a great year and kind of proved it. He's, he's still, still that guy. And, um, you know, and look at the guy we had last year, Nelson Cruz. He's, he's getting up there in, uh, in age as well and, and still able to perform at a high level. And, you know, I just know that that it takes a lot of, uh, you know, dedication and time and, um, you know, to put into your body and, and everything to, to get yourself uh, ready to go out there and perform every night. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a guy, like you said, Josh Donaldson, still, uh, you know, playing at a high level, uh, you know, into his mid-30s. Uh, Joe Maurer here with us. Just a, another minute or two with, with Joe. And uh, the 8th Annual Home Plate Gala is taking place on Saturday, January 25th. So here just in uh, about a week and a half at the St. Paul River Center. You can get tickets. You want to... You want to hang out with Joe and other current and former Twins players? CrescentCove.org slash Home Plate Gala. And tickets are on sale through this weekend for a great cause. So the, the, the baseball has a, a real, at least public relations problem now, if not just a problem in general with this, the sign-stealing controversy. So sign-stealing has been a thing for 120-plus years in baseball. And, I mean, there... I guess my question to you is, with all the technology we have now in ballparks and with the fact that sign stealing has just been part of the fabric of the game, and if you can get it the old-fashioned way, great, where where would you like to see a line drawn here, Joe? Well, I, I think they just did it, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and seeing what happened, and, and to be honest, I haven't uh, read up on, on the investigation and things like that, but for... Uh, you know, the commissioner to come out and suspend guys for a year, that, that tells you how serious it is and, and how wrong it is. Um, you know, it's what they did is it's cheating. I mean, it's just, to me, in my eyes, it's it's uh, using steroids or, you know, cheating a certain way like that. So it's uh, really disappointing. And, um, you know, guys that uh, you are playing it the right way, uh, you know, it, you're angry. You know, it, it's... it's uh, it's just not a good uh, a good thing, but I'm glad that they're coming out and um, you know punishing guys for guys that are you know not doing it the right way. But um, as far as sign stealing goes, you know, using technology or cameras to to hone in on opposing players or teams, to me, it just feels wrong. And um, I uh, you know, and that's my opinion. And if you're out on the you know on the field in the box and you see a pitcher's tipping his glove a certain way, I, you know, to me, that's fair game. But, um, or picking up uh, sign sequences while you're out on second base looking in or seeing how a pitcher's holding a, uh, holding the baseball and relaying it to your guy, that, that to me is fair play. But when you start going in and, you know, using that type of technology, I just think it's flat out wrong. Can you put into context, I, I remember there was a net bat. I just remember watching you against Aroldis Chapman when Chapman was in Cincinnati and you had like a 10 or 11 pitch at bat. I'm sure you remember every detail about it, but I remember in the, in the aftermath of that game, 
So somebody asked you, boy, that guy's throwing 104 miles an hour with a 92 mile an hour slider. I mean, how how are you able to sit up there? And you said, well, I I mean, I, I'm I'm I eliminated his slider because he doesn't throw it for a strike, and so it, it makes. I mean, if I know if yeah. I, if I know I'm honed in on a fastball, a professional hitter, you can fire a ball out of a cannon. And I mean, can you put into context when a hitter? either is tipped off or knows what pitch is or isn't coming, how much easier it can be for you guys? Oh, it's uh, it's a lot easier. And, and like you said, I mean, the guy's throwing 104 miles an hour. It's, it's still challenging to hit. But um, when you're looking for one pitch, rather, you know, two or three, it's 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 a lot easier. Um, and, it you know, that's the thing. It would, it'll always be a what if, uh, you know, they weren't doing that with the, the results been the same, you know, who knows? But uh, as a hitter, I know if I know what pitch is coming, it, it's a huge advantage, um, you know, for the hitter. Yeah. Well, Joe, it's, it's good catching up. And just one more time for the audience, the eighth annual home plate gala, Saturday, January 25th, St. Paul River Center, crescentcove.org slash home plate gala if you want to get tickets and uh, see what Joe Maurer's been up to when he's not hanging out with us on the Scorner Twin Show. <laughs> That's right. Well, guys, I appreciate you having me on to, to talk about Crescent Cove and, and a little baseball. So uh, thank you guys for having me. Right on, Joe. Joe. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. We'll talk soon.